Hey y'all, it's Jen, your host of the Success Beyond the Lens podcast and CEO of Success Beyond the Lens, a business management and marketing company for photographers. On this podcast, I'm gonna be giving you the actual tips and advice I use every day to run my clients' businesses. I'm also gonna be interviewing some awesome professional photographers, marketing experts, Facebook ad gurus, and so many more to ensure you are running a well-rounded business. So grab your coffee or your wine or maybe a glass of water and let's dive in. Hey guys, thank you so much for joining for another episode of the Success Beyond the Lens podcast. I'm Jen, your host, and I'm pretty excited about today's topic. It's a question that I get asked a lot, and there are so many different variables to the answer of this question. So the question is, am I ready to hire a virtual assistant? I'm going to be letting you know what you need to have in order to hire a virtual assistant and also prepare you on what to expect when hiring a VA, as well as some other things that I think are just super important when you're talking about hiring the first person for your business. Now, whether I say first person, if you've hired a virtual assistant before and it didn't go well, then this episode is for you as well. Probably even more so than someone looking to hire for the first time. Question one is, how do you know if you're ready? So what I want you to do is create a list of all of the things that you do in your business. And I'm talking from marketing in Facebook groups, engagement on social media, answering emails, editing, sending galleries, requesting edits from retouch companies, building albums, any of those things. I want you to write down every single task that you do in your business. And that's going to be the best place for you to start. So once you have that list, I want you to go through and highlight what are the things that only you can do, okay? Now, you need to be very specific about why only you can do them because there's some things that you think only you can do and someone else can definitely do that for you, okay? So if you've made a list and that list includes check emails, schedule sessions, shoot the session, back up the gallery, edit the gallery, send the gallery, all of those things. So really, the things that only you can do is shoot the session. That's it. You could have someone else back it up, but they would have to be there physically. So that's, I'll give you a pass. We'll say only you can back up the gallery. However, everything else on that list is completely doable by someone else. Someone else can answer your email. Someone else can edit the photos. Someone else can schedule the session. So when you're creating this list, that's what I want you to think about. You really want to think about why am I the only person that can do this, okay? So for me in my business, I'm the only one who right now can do strategy sessions. I'm the only one that can go in and build a workflow for a client. And there's, you know, obviously there's other things. I'm the only one who can record podcast episodes. There are so many other tasks in my business that I can and I do outsource. So that's what I want you to do. Make that list. I'm not going to wait, but make sure you make the list. Okay. 
So once you have the list of things that only you can do, obviously remove those from the list and keep the things that only you can do there. Now move those to a different list or you can work off of them on the same list. I don't like scribble scrabble on paper. So if it were me, I'd make a new list. (laughs) With this list, you're going to go through and you are going to highlight the things that you really love doing. So if you really love to blog and you do it well and you do it often, as often as you want, then highlight it. If you really love connecting with potential clients on Instagram and Facebook, then keep it. If you really love designing wedding albums, then keep it. Okay, so any any of those tasks that you really, really enjoy in your business, go ahead and highlight those tasks. So now you're down to the tasks that someone else can do and you don't like doing. So these are the tasks that we are going to work off of. These are the ones that we're going to decide if you're ready to outsource them. And just because you have the money to outsource and you want to outsource doesn't mean you're necessarily ready to hire a virtual assistant right now. And I'll get into why in just a second. All right. So let's say, for example, you loathe social media scheduling. You can't stand it. It drives you crazy. You're always staring at a blinking cursor and you never post anything on your Instagram. Okay. You're going to highlight that piece and then put a star next to it because not only do you not like doing it, you loathe doing it. Okay. So you're going to put a star. Like this is one like you want to outsource tomorrow. Okay. So then if you have tasks on there that you don't really like to do, but you can do them and you can do them well and you're not ready to outsource those, go ahead and cross those off of your list. Most often, that's going to be email and calendar management. Now, this is a service that we offer a lot of and a lot of our clients have this in their retainer, but it's also something that is more difficult for a client to pass off because you are truly handing over It's almost like you're handing over your life because you're like, here, answer all my emails, schedule all my sessions, you'll be golden. And and that can feel a little scary. So for tasks like that, let's go ahead and put them on the back burner. You'll get there, but you're not there yet. Okay, so now you have your starred tasks and we'll stick with our content, social media, scheduling and creation just for the ease of this example. So we have our task. So now... Are you ready to outsource this task? That is a big question. So if you have three or four or five tasks that are starred, you want to outsource them, you don't like doing them, and you have the capacity to outsource them tomorrow, the next question you need to ask yourself is if you're ready to outsource. And now you may be looking at this and thinking, okay, uh, yeah, I'm ready. Let's go. Let's do this. Let me go find some. But Rain it in for just a second. I'm going to tell you why you need to understand if you're prepared or not and what being prepared looks like. When a virtual assistant comes into your business or just since we're talking about content scheduling and creation, if you're looking at a content manager or social media manager, when they come into your business, they're going to have a certain process of doing things. However, you really want to go into that relationship with expectations and making sure that you're finding someone that's a good fit for what you're wanting to hire for and also the expectations that you have. Now, 
with content scheduling and creation, you're really going to take the lead of the social media or the content manager. They're going to have a process to get your content scheduled. They should tell you what analytics look like. They should be able to do hashtag research, all of those things. That's really on them. But if you come to them and say, okay, I am a family and wedding photographer, then you should be able to tell them, I want, you know, families posted twice a week and I want weddings posted twice a week. So it'd be a total of four posts per week, half families, half weddings. And then you want to be sure that it's going to show a variety of your work. So if you have same-sex couples, you want to make sure that those are included. If you have blended families, if you have biracial families, if you have any of that content, you want to make sure everything's mixed in really well. You don't want to post the same type of content over and over. You want to show variety. You want to show different poses. You want to show a mix of detail shots and couple shots and siblings and full family and just parents. And you want to be able to show your social media should really be a portfolio of your work. So you want to show a variety from start to So you want to come into that relationship knowing those things. Now, if you're hiring someone for admin work, this is a little bit different. When you're looking at hiring a true virtual assistant for admin, this takes a little bit more heavy lifting on your end of things. And what I mean by that is a virtual assistant is going to come into your business and what they need is for you to tell them what to do, when to do it, and how you expect it to be done and when you expect it to be completed by so that they can hit those expectations every time. They come into your business and you tell them, hey, I need you to reconcile my accounts and filter my emails and write a blog, but then you give them no direction for any of that. So they're going to come into your business needing direction from you in order to meet your expectations. So you need to have those expectations clearly drawn out and written out for them to agree to. So you want the best, best, best way to do this is for you to do the task. So if we're talking about reconciling your accounts, you go into QuickBooks or Zero and you sign in, you go to this tab and you reconcile, you know, this charge goes to this category and this charge goes to this category and this charge goes to this category. As you're doing that, make notes. And even better, if you did a screen recording of you walking through those steps and explaining to whoever you're going to hire what each step is and how you're getting the end result that you're wanting to to get to, which is having your account reconciled. If you're walking them through the steps in a screen recording and then documenting those steps in an SOP, then you can hand that over to a virtual assistant and they're going to be like, oh, okay, easy peasy. I can get this done because they're going to have the information that they need to get it done. If you go to a virtual assistant and say, hey, I need you to reconcile my accounts by the end of the week, they're going to come back to you. Okay, well, what account should I log into? Uh, What category is this charge at? What category is this charge for? What was this charge? You know, all of these different questions where if you lay it out 
or for them from the beginning, then you're going to have much less back and forth. You're going to have a virtual assistant that can do that task without coming back to you with 100 questions. And that's going to be the same for any task. So if you're talking about writing a blog, then screen record you writing a blog, not the entire thing, but where do you go on your website? Where do you start a new blog? Where do you pull images for that blog? Is there a questionnaire that your couple filled out that they're going to base that blog off of? Where can they get that questionnaire? All of those different questions. When you screen record and create an SOP doc answering those questions, it's only going to help your virtual assistant. It's only going to allow them to do these tasks with the autonomy that they need in order to complete them on time and without needing to come back to you with 50 different questions, okay? So that's what I mean if you're prepared to outsource these tasks. You really want to document what the steps are to complete the tasks that you're wanting to outsource so that when you're ready to outsource, you have clearly defined what steps need to be taken. You have clearly defined what the goal of that task is and you've clearly defined when and how long it should take that person to do that task. And this is really giving, I don't want to say the upper hand because I have not met a virtual assistant that, you know, is purposefully padding time if they're an hourly rate. We, you know, I, I haven't read into that. However, if you know how long these particular tasks are going to take, if you have a 30 minute task once a week and then paying someone to do that task is going to cost you $20, is it really worth outsourcing that? What are you going to make in that 30 minutes. Are you charging for, are you replacing that 30 minutes with a mini session that's 30 minutes and it's $150? In which case, okay, that 30 minutes and $20 makes sense. Okay. But you have to look at those pieces too. So seeing how long a task is going to take will also help you weigh if it's worth hiring someone else to, to do that task. It's also going to give you a baseline on how long these tasks should take someone else. Now, keep in mind, your virtual assistant, even with the steps laid out, are going is going to have a bit of a learning curve. My rule of thumb is to allow for double the time for the first 30 days. And then after the first 30 days, especially if they're redundant tasks, then you should really start seeing that time get better. Now, the benefit is you're going to get a virtual assistant that's going to get their work done faster. What I would really, really recommend you do is to move your virtual assistant from an hourly rate at that point to a retainer. Now, you may think, well, they're getting stuff done faster, so now I can just put more stuff on their plate and get more stuff done. And that is true. However, if you want to work with a virtual assistant for a long time, invest in that virtual assistant. They're taking the time to learn your business, to learn your process, to learn how to take the best care of you that they possibly can. So if you say, okay, we're going to start at 10 hours, that first month, they're probably going to work closer to 15 or 20 hours and you're not going to get charged for that because they're going to be learning the systems. Okay. So 
as they get better at the tasks that you give them and you begin to give them more tasks, I would highly, highly recommend either rewarding them with some type of bonus. It doesn't need to be anything crazy. A $20, you know, Starbucks gift card or Target gift card or, you know, whatever would be great. And or moving them into a retainer and saying, okay, we've done 10 hours at $250 a month. I would like to go ahead and pay you $350 a month at a retainer rate to cover the tasks that we already have. And also I would like to add, you know, one or two extra tasks because when you invest in good people, your business is only going to improve because of it. So setting your virtual assistant up for success from day one is going to make a huge difference when it comes to working with them long-term. And I know there are plenty of horror stories out there about people who, you know, have high turnover rates with virtual assistants or got burned by virtual assistants, you know, or any number of those scenarios. But when you come at it from this place of knowing exactly what you want to outsource, exactly how to complete those tasks, and then also giving them the space to complete them in a time-appropriate manner, your business is going to grow because you are going to gain all of that time back. And if we're talking about tasks that you really hate doing, the extra benefit that you end up receiving is you also get that mental and emotional time back. And I know that seems woo-woo or whatever you want to call it, but you do. You get all of that time that you spent, I don't want to do this task. I'm going to push it off to the next day. And then you're worried about putting it off to the next day. And then you're worried about putting it off to the next day because you had a emergency edit because she didn't like the way her pictures came out. Now you don't, you've got to worry about that. So you had to put it off to the next day, but then you feel guilty that you put it off to the next day. And then you don't want to do it because now it's been too long. It's just this whole spiral of thought that no longer happens because someone else is taking care of it. So it opens up this space for, it's for me, it's opened up space for creating and re-engineering and being innovative in my business where when I don't have an assistant to bounce ideas off of or get some responsibilities off of my plate, it's a constant hamster wheel in the business. Okay, the other thing you need to keep in mind is Are you in a position to offer feedback, direction, and or guidance when you're hiring? A virtual assistant is really going to come to you looking for feedback, guidance, and direction. They're not coming into your business prepared to create SOPs for you and, you know, take tasks off your plate automatically. That's going to be either a higher level VA or a business manager. And we can talk about that a different day. But if you're talking about a virtual assistant, especially if you're looking to pay somewhere closer to like 15, 20, $25 an hour, you're going to need to be prepared to give them feedback and give them direction and make sure that they're doing the tasks in the way that you want them to do them. Now, the SOP doc and the videos are going to be hugely helpful 
and it should cut down a lot of the back and forth. But a new virtual assistant is still going to need you to help them understand your business. So that's something else you need to consider. This, all of this takes time. It takes time to, to put together the SOP. It takes time to create the video recordings. It takes time to hire someone and, and search for someone that's going to be a good fit. And it takes time to train someone appropriately to run that piece of your business. So those are all things to keep in mind as you begin to ask yourself the question if you're ready to hire a, a virtual assistant. I know it's a lot to think about, and I know we covered a lot of ground from creating your list, figuring out what you can outsource, to laying out the steps of how to outsource that task, to how to clearly define the roles and responsibilities for the virtual assistant that you're going to hire. It was a lot of ground, and I am here to answer any questions that you have. So if you loved this episode and would like more information on how to hire a virtual assistant, screenshot it, shoot me a DM, let me know, and I am happy to help you out, answer your questions, and see if I can offer you some guidance in hiring your first virtual assistant. I hope you guys have a great day, and we will catch you next week. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode on the Success Beyond the Lens podcast. If you love what you heard today, could you do me a favor? Could you grab a screenshot of the episode and then send it over to your Instagram stories and tag me at Success Beyond the Lens podcast. I love hearing from our audience to see what you guys are loving. And if you really love me, if you could go over to iTunes and subscribe and leave us a review, I would appreciate it so much. Can't wait to talk to you guys next week.